You're listening to a curated podcast from the Beyond Infinity radio program broadcast live on Tuesdays from 11am from our Mornington studios in Victoria, Australia. Presented by me, Piers Cunningham. And me, John Young. You have a pretty interesting prediction about virtual reality and augmented reality. I talked a little bit about VR before in the show and uh, I do look forward to what it can do for us. But I guess some of the things that I've talked about are my thoughts and predictions. And recently there was a thing that was in London, which was basically a gathering of experts in the field, VR World 2018. There was a two-day conference and it featured a lot of industry leaders that are basically pioneering the field. Some of those people were questioned. So I wanted to sort of bring together or at least go through a a quick list of some of the, the predictions from... From these experts they brought up because ar to me looks like it really is in the nascent stage it's early days for ar i mean we've talked about some of the, the applications and we've we've sort of exchanged notes on and off air about these so-called you know great new whiz bang things mm. that you get onto your phone and to me, they're a little bit, you know, some really quite disappointing well, we on see, the like AR the, side. Well, anyway. the, the Google Glasses that we saw from years ago, mm. it was a, from the tech community, it was a, a wonderful outpouring of, yes, this is going to change the world. And then in a real life scenario, it was um, a lot of people getting annoyed that they felt they were on video all the time, even though they actually are, you know, they're just walking down the street and there's going to be security cameras and, and the like that are sort of watching over you, everything you do. Mm. But they were concerned about, well, if you're looking at me with these glasses, and it has turned out to be a bit of a flop. You know, I think some people are still holding on to their Google Glass. The technology is sort of now being incorporated into other areas, and we are seeing more hardware being developed. I mean, there's the the Vive and the uh, and look a number of other you know products that are being created at the moment, but. I guess the big problem is that where do you begin? Do you begin with building the, the software, which you need the developers for, or do you build the hardware and then not have the software to support it? And I guess you kind of have to start with the hardware because you need to know what's a, you know, available, what you can right. create. Yep. And that has sort of been the way. That meant that, the, that means that there's a little bit of a lag with some of the software. And, and what we have seen is some good things. Well, you did the interview some time ago now, which was looking at the old ruins. I think it was... Yeah. Um, Lithodomus VR, which yeah. is a Melbourne-based company, the recording of that interview is on our website beyondinfinity.com.au if you want to check that out but that's a that's a great way you can visit say roman ruins somewhere in europe put your vr goggles on you can extrapolate out from the ruins what's there and yes. see what it looked like yep. you know when it was built 2000 years ago which is a great way of experiencing history yeah look the hardware's there and it's still under a lot of development i mean the uh, the oculus rift bought by facebook there's always these big promises about how it'll become the big and you know best thing but so far it's you know it's okay it's nothing amazing but there's the barrier to entry, which is the cost at the moment. It, it is coming down and there is more software being developed, but not only do you need the hardware there, just in terms of the goggles that you put on, you also need a computer to be able to run that high graphics card, you know, enough RAM, processing power, all that sort of stuff to be able to run these types of things. Definitely a growing industry. It's probably going to be over the next two years, one of the faster growing industries as hopefully the costs come down of the hardware and as more software is being developed. And I guess that, that's where it leads into, well, where is it going with all this? What can it actually be used for? Mm. I've talked about how it can be useful in um, in situations where it might be, uh, you know, retirement homes, for example, for people that can't get out and about or in hospitals. Mm. Uh, those are sort of the ideas I've had. And there's, a, I guess, a short list and we can certainly post this list up on the uh, on the show notes for people to refer back to. Mm. The office is becoming obsolete. So the virtual workplace will essentially rise. 
We're already seeing that a little bit with people working from home and not necessarily going into an office because they can commute. We've got uh, NBN technology, which is allowing for faster speeds of transferring data. And therefore, you can sort of work anywhere that you like, whether it be at home or abroad. You can you know, be on a beach somewhere and still be working. The predictions are that there'll be less and less of a need for a physical office location because with VR, you can be putting on your goggles and you can then join a virtual boardroom mm. with all the other workers, no matter where you are in the world. Mm. And so, you know, you can dress the place up like an office if you like. Maybe your workstation will be purely in a VR environment yep. where you it makes you look like you're in an office. And that's kind of what the... Um, you know, the, the sort of Second life is. type thing. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So that sort of leads on to, you know, virtual desktop experiences, which I guess there are a couple of apps that are kind of doing this, which is big screen and virtual desktop. And that allows you to seamlessly integrate your headset with a, a large screen. So rather than putting the goggles on and then having a virtual laptop sitting in front of you, the whole space that you're in would be a sort of a, a virtual working area. And it's kind of that, um, you know, touch an area or, or pick something up and then it all... Uh, you know, acts within the uh, the virtual environment. Another prediction is that uh, drive time becomes downtime. So this is, you know, there might be less of a need to drive to work, obviously with a virtual environment, but mm. if you still need to meet people or there needs to be some kind of physical interaction with people, the expectation is that the likes of, say, Google and Uber and the other companies that are developing the autonomous vehicles, yep. well, that will mean that you have more time in the car to essentially be relaxing and, and doing you know, other things. Mm. You know, it could be working, mm. but that also could be a VR workspace. Imagine leaving the house and then jumping in the vehicle, which is then you know, you're telling it where to go. You know, I need to drive an hour over this way. Well, rather than you concentrating on the road and you know, worrying about other cars on the road, you're putting on the VR goggles and maybe you're communicating with somebody else or maybe you're working on a project in that vr space and it's just physically transferring you from one location to the other it's freeing up your time it may not be work it might be enjoyment maybe you're thinking of watching a movie watching a movie or being on a beach somewhere you could be in a virtual reality beach scenario and uh, maybe the uh, the car itself can simulate that spray some smells out <laughs> or turn the temperature up to make it feel like you're sitting Wasn't on a the beach f- the feelies they were going to develop where you'd sort of sit in a cinema and you'd actually be things would prod you and stuff to make yeah. you feel like you were actually there well, that's the, the, the 4d stuff that you have like at the likes of disneyland i think it is okay. where the actual seats um they move around so yep. it can go on an angle back and forward and air gets blown it's in your face extension of the game console vibrating exactly when you exactly. get blown up or something yep. now it looks like uh, maybe screens will go you know the way of the dodos at the moment the way to interact with things is obviously with a screen but with vr then you can essentially that becomes your screen so the glasses it could either be in augmented reality way so you're mm. still able to see through the glasses in your real world surroundings mm. and there might be things that pop up messages or communications or if you're talking to someone, there might be a sort of digital display in your vision of who they are and you know their name and maybe it will remind you about the last time you met and what you were doing. Or it's a purely virtual experience where you're completely shut out from the outside world mm. and you're able to communicate or uh, relax, uh, watch a movie, as we said before. So it could actually mean that the need for a laptop, for example, or other displays, a desktop, for example, is no longer required because as the technology gets lighter weight, it gets smaller in design, it's something that we might just be carrying around maybe it's on a chip, head and chip. Chip. 
could be a chip. It could be contact lenses as well. That's exactly. some of the designs that they've been talking about. Yep. This is from VentureBeat's story, and we'll certainly post a link, as I said, in the show notes. Mm. It could be like, you know, beam me up, Scotty, example, teleporting becomes real. Put the glasses on and you can be taken into an environment, as you sort of said, the second life thing. Your mm. avatar takes you to wherever you want within seconds. Yep. And so that's either need to be in the boardroom or you need to meet with friends, meet new people, or it could be a concert that you're going to. So this is talking about 3D virtual worlds. And I guess... You know, right now we're thinking about how we apply it to the everyday, but what this does is it opens it up to completely virtual environments, which can be digitally created and remastered. I could be virtually walking on Mars. I could be mm. on Pluto. I could be anywhere in space. It yes. doesn't really matter. Yes. Yeah. Or it's wherever your mind takes you. I could be on a movie set, for example. And if you want to go on a date, you can, you know, dating sites that use VR for you to you meet people to make <laughs> it simpler. And as a prelude, you can, I don't know, you can meet them in a virtual world before you decide to meet them in the real world. And this is one thing which was sort of highlighted as, um, as one of the, the future concepts. So we've got the likes of Tinder right now, which is, you know, swipe left and swipe right if you want to interact with somebody. Right. But it could be virtually meeting with somebody and virtually communicating with them through VR mm. before you actually physically get involved a lot of this stuff is pie in the sky there's no question about predictions are a funny thing because sure. they can certainly go either way we predicted bitcoin would be still worth 20 something thousand dollars you know midway through this year and we're half that at the moment obviously this this can go either way and i guess the time frame is also the, the big unknown you know yeah. we, we know that there's a definite trend in this direction how long it actually takes to get there and, and then what the results are. Is we, look, I think we're starting to hit the limits of what we can do with smartphones. Obviously, there's some things which we can improve drastically, battery mm. life, for example, mm. with graphene. Mm. But those are also pie in the sky. So mm. I th there's a lot of development that is happening in the AR, VR world with mm. the hardware and the software. Mm. And we are still on the very early stages. So maybe some of these things are too ambitious for three to four years. But I would think within 10 years, we would certainly be looking at uh, some major, major advancements and some exciting things. And if you want a headset, there's, uh, what does Google have? It's cardboard or something? Is that They've got the cardboard system, which is the really cheap or free system. You can print it out if you like or get the, I think it's $15 or $20 one. But they've got also the $150 or thereabouts one, which is more of their premium soft system, the, the virtual headset that you can put your phone into. Thanks for listening. And head to beyondinfinity.com.au for the best bits from the live show or to connect with us on social media. We welcome your feedback and suggestions for future shows.